Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that equips you with tools to live a vibrant life in every season. Join life coach Kelly Tibbetts as she encourages you and interviews inspiring guests who are living a vibrant life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly. I hope our time together helps you learn the tools you need to live a vibrant life. I'm so excited to welcome back my guest, Ellen Mailhot. We are talking today about our current series, Low and Slow Equals Peaceful Productivity. Ellen, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Kelly. Happy to be here. So glad you're here. Now, we are going to be talking about three of the big ideas that we have been um, sharing in our group coaching circle. And why we're sharing them with all of you today is we think these three ideas can help you create what we're calling peaceful productivity. Now, there is a lot of energy in the world in January about becoming more productive, about setting New Year's resolutions and intentions and goals. And the reality is most of us set an intention on January 1st, and then by the 5th or the 10th or the 20th of January, because that goal hasn't happened, we just let it go completely. I think you've seen something, maybe that you read something about how people set aside their goals in January. Any thoughts about this idea of resetting goal setting? Yeah. we we do it over and over again every year though like we all know this right there's all right. these stats about how people don't follow through or very few it's a low percentage mm-hmm. i can't remember the number off the top of my head but but yet we try it again every year and so you know you and i created this class last year and we've been working on updating it and it's very interesting to to approach the new year and say wait a minute i'm going to try something a little different this year mm-hmm. i'm not going to you know hit the ground running with this big list of impossible goals or nearly impossible goals or goals that I've been working on for years. And I just keep blaming myself, um, you know, for why it hasn't happened, rethinking it. And one Mm. of the ways we've learned that really helps is slowing everything down. Mm. Um, It fits with winter in general, right? But it also gives you time to think more clearly and to make more realistic steps towards those goals and reevaluate how you approach goal setting in the first place. So that is step one. Step two, we're gonna be talking about, are you moving in sort of a low and slow energy or a fast and frenetic energy? And if you spend any time with me, you know that most of my life was spent over in fast and frenetic. So this is a new tool that I'm really appreciating in my life. And then the third thing we're gonna talk about is this idea that winter has different energy than summer. And I think growing up and living in America, especially in New England, we try to accidentally live like it's always the middle of June. We act like we have more, uh, you know, bright sunshine than we do. And so just noticing the energy of the seasons and then applying it. So let's go back to goal setting reset. I think that the marketing that most of us experience in January tells us one of the things that I have heard you say a million times is the worst thing to believe. Here's the three simple steps to losing 50 pounds. Here's the three simple steps to, you know, putting $10,000 in your bank account. What is it about goal setting and thinking that there's some simple three set, you know, here's the three steps. <laughs> um, it just doesn't serve us, does it? Well, and I think the, the, the biggest mistake is we think there's a, we want there to be a one size all, one mm-hmm. size fits all solution, right? Everybody's so different. So to say, mm-hmm. here are the three steps. Well, maybe for some people, right? Or or maybe there's nuances within each that are unique to each person. And, and if you don't have the self-awareness to know that about yourself and to to put the time into figuring it out for yourself, 
it's just a disservice. It's like mm-hmm. a useless bit of information. And and we work a lot on you know self awareness and understanding yourself and the uniqueness mm. of your energy and how you make decisions and what motivates you. There can't ever be a one-size-fits-all solution right. unless you make the category so broad they're not even really useful. Right. Um, and that's where we, that's why we put so much work and time into ourselves, but also sharing it over and over again, because it, it's, it's, it's a long process, can be. But the baby steps, the progress and the the aha moments along the way, they they grow faster mm-hmm. the more you, you know, because then you're creating new neural pathways that then it's easier. It's not as much work to do the things you started working on a few months ago. So you can layer on the next thing. And um I was I was reminded of the book Atomic Habits, which I read mm. a couple of years ago. I, I feel like everybody should read that book every January <laughs> mm. start over again, because see, I was just talking um, just the other day about the, the first chapter is about systems versus a goal. And, mm. and I think that's really powerful message of work on, on the systems and not just the outcome. Right. And, and I feel like oh, I, I got to read that book again, <laughs> because that's very, very helpful, especially, you know, when you are making your new goals or we should be doing this all year long, not just in January, but, um, it's a re- good reminder to focus on the systems and the habits and the process as opposed to just what you want the end result to be. And I love how he explains that. Like, if I want to be a person who's healthy and strong, that's so different than a goal of I want to go to the gym twice a week. Right. Like right. a person who is healthy and strong probably goes to the gym twice a week, but right. probably also eats healthy food and right. takes well, and care of their body. I mean, that, that's such a common goal, right? Something around health and weight. And for me, that's been a struggle for me. And, and my, I've shifted from, I want to work on my relationship with food mm. and not what number is on the scale. Right. And in working on that, the number on the scale has changed, but that's not really my goal anymore. And right. and that's been amazing. The intuitive eating space is where I'm, I'm in and working on that and undoing some really unhealthy patterns around that it's been much more effective than, than looking at the scale or the size on my, my clothes. And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, our, our culture just cannot get away from that focus on right. the end result, what that number is. And, and that can be applied to other areas as well. And that's why we're talking about goal setting reset. So even if, yeah. you know, listening to this podcast today, there are things that are important to you that you're not getting to resetting might be as simple as saying, this is the year I appreciate the body I have. I'm so thankful for it. I love it. And I'm going to have a great relationship with the food that I eat. It's going to be food that serves this body. Or I want to be healthy and strong when I'm 75. And so the choices I make today affect that. And that's why I'm deciding what I decide. So two of the words we discussed today, we had one of our first sessions today, and it was so fun, um, are the words pause and pivot when you're Mm -hmm. thinking about resetting your goals. Mm -hmm. And so pause for me, working with somatic coaches and learning how to just really connect to my body and see how I can pause. We were talking about this tool of breathing out longer then you breathe in, helps your body know there's no lion chasing you, you're actually safe. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed right now at the idea of setting goals and moving forward and anything that's important to you, maybe that's your one step for today. That's Just such breathing a powerful, in and breathing out. It's such a powerful tool. And, and what I love about it is you don't have to buy anything or right? learn anything. Like all you have to do is remember to, to do it and to practice it. And and it forces you to pause because you kind of have to think about your breathing, which we of course don't always do. And you can do it when you're waiting in line or when you're mm. you know, at a stoplight or or whenever. And the more you do it, obviously, the more it becomes a habit. And then it creates uh, health in other areas as well. Yeah, I was sharing, I think, with you the other day, 
Um, my husband and I don't often cook at the same time, but he was making dinner for they, my daughter and he were both going to have fish and I don't like fish. So I had a dinner that was almost done. And he had a dinner that was almost done and he was standing exactly where I needed to be. <laughs> and to use my own tool of saying, okay, I'm going to use this time just for some breathing. And it was amazing the peace I was able to keep in my body where before it'd be like, oh, you know, thoughts that were creating some feelings. So we've talked about that before in the context. Pausing. When you're in the line at the grocery store and mm-hmm. you see a line open up and all these people, and there's like this race over because you're going to, you know, you know, you might save a minute of your day right. by being in a shorter line. The, the freedom, it comes from just letting everybody else do that and just staying where you are. And, and if you are still a little bit longer, use that time to practice your breathing. It's Huge. amazing. Huge. <laughs> so that's yeah. one of the things we're offering you in this goal setting reset is it's not necessary to run at a fast and frenetic race. You can pause, you can breathe, and you can create peaceful productivity. And then the other word we used is pivot. And today you had a little bit of an aha that not pivoting in a rushing way, like we're in the middle of a world championship basketball game, but pivoting in a slow way. I think over and over, that's becoming the theme. Can I go a little lower? Can I go a little slower in my goal setting reset? So any thoughts about pivoting? Yeah, that that pivot on a dime thing that's so admired, you know, we talk about people being that that can pivot well. Well, there's, you know, I wouldn't pivot well if I had to pivot fast because I just mm. I don't switch gears well. And I don't I think most people are probably fooling themselves if they think that's a good thing because it's it it it's opens up room for sloppiness. It's like that multitasking thing. It's like you're just kind of setting yourself up for making mistakes and you know, thinking you're doing more than one thing at once, but you're really just switching quickly and probably doing things badly overall or making mistakes and needing to do it all over again. Um, yeah, the slow pivot, and it doesn't mean like so slow that you're not getting things done. It literally can be a matter of a few seconds, just yeah. that pause, you know, pausing enough to breathe or to not walk so fast down the stairs. Or, you know, we talk about driving a lot, right? Do we need to automatically go to the fast lane? You know, all those, there's so many little teeny ways that the pivot can be slower and create more health and more calm and more peace which leads to the productivity that we're talking about. Right. I really think because we've been doing this for a couple of years now, we're starting to see those long-term results of the neural pathway. And then actually once we've, you know, done the work and created a result, then it's just a little bit of some practices to keep it going. So the big idea for today is I can go low and slow and create peaceful productivity. And the thought that's probably in most of our brains that we're not noticing is I need to be fast and frenetic or I won't create the result. And you and I were just speaking with somebody who was mentioning sometimes in an office, it's almost like the energy comes at you. You have to be faster, you have to work frenetically. Like it just feels like that is the energy a lot of people send. So any thoughts on going low and slow to create peaceful productivity rather than fast and frenetic? It's it's very hard when those around you are fast and frenetic, not to feel like you're missing out on something or you're going too slow. I, for me, I don't work in that environment, but when I'm around it, it's very hard for me to not be affected by that kind of energy. And so it takes that much more effort and intentionality mm-hmm. to not jump in. Think I, I think of it as the, uh, you know, being in the eye of a hurricane. It's like, there's an eye in every hurricane, right? And if you can live in that space, that's mm-hmm. calm. There's no wind there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got the swirling around. I, the first time I heard that was in the context of when you have small children, right? That is just a constant hurricane. And the mother and father ideally mm-hmm. are in the eye of it, just staying calm, even though, you know, there's all this stuff happening. Easier said than done for sure. But in a work environment, or just even just in our culture in general, 
that takes um, effort. And for some personalities, it's easier. That's not my personality. I tend to be affected by those around me. Um, but the calm, when you're around a calm person, that's contagious too, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea of, well, I want to be that calm person that brings down the the frenetic vibe in the room. That's pretty powerful statement, right? And, and pretty um, freeing. You're, like, you're free to stay calm. Like you don't have to do mm. that. Um, it just takes intentionality and practice. And I'm still working on that for sure. Oh, I think we're all a work in progress, but choosing to be that non-anxious yeah. presence. Yeah. I love that idea yeah. of like, yeah. you know, everyone comes back to our house and there's two ways to greet them at Christmas, right? There can be the fast and frenetic energy yeah. or there can be the low and slow and there'll be enough time and we'll get to what we need yeah. to get to. And those are just two different ways of doing life. But recognizing that when we break things down into small pieces, and I agree, James Clear's Atomic Habits, great book for helping you realize the value of breaking one task into small parts so that each little part, it's almost impossible to not get it done, right? That is often the path to success. But you could also do those small steps really frenetically. Okay, I'm going to do 14 things today. Or, hey, my goal is the next three months, right? I love the idea of taking goals and spreading them out. We talk about four seasons a year of sort of setting up the goals. Maybe there's three or four important things, but what would it look like between now and March to spend some time doing them? I did that in a, in a small way with, with de-Christmasing or I I call it It is I'm going to, I'm going to give myself two weeks, right? It it does not going to take two weeks to take down Christmas decorations and do the returns and all, you know, all the stuff that comes with that. But I'm going to, in my mind, make that a two week process and it was just so great. It's like it took less than that. I don't even know what it took, but it didn't matter. It just was just this little bit every day, you know, small things and not I'm going to do all of it in one day or one weekend. Um, and that's the low part of the low and slow. Can yeah. I do fewer things each day? Yeah. And then at the same time, while you were doing them, it wasn't everything had to be done today. And it wasn't I mean, so miserable. Slow. Doing them. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't so horrible doing them because it was and, and it felt like a sense of accomplishment because I didn't have as my goal to do all of it in one day. Right. So the first big idea for today is, can you go a little lower? Can you go a little slower? Can you be creating peaceful productivity? And if you notice you're in that frenetic, anxious energy, maybe take some breaths, breathe out a little longer than you're breathing in, get back to that calm, aligned energy. And then from there say, well, what are one or two, three things that I could do that move me in the direction I want to go in? And if it takes two weeks or two months or two years, I'm fine with that. I mean, I think we say that a lot with launching our company, like it'll take what it takes, but we'd rather go low and slow and create peaceful productivity than be exhausted. So um, the first thing we wanted to talk about was just, you know, resetting our goals. And we wanted to talk a little bit about what it looks like to create from a place of peace, being a non-anxious presence. And then the last thing, I love this idea of different seasons have different energy. And we've read a couple books about it. What comes to mind? Was there a book that specifically helped you understand? Oh, of course, nature works this way. Yeah. Winter is supposed to be a little lower and slower, and yeah, summer and winter aren't the same. <laughs> a couple books, a couple blogs. Um, I mean, we talked about this previously. The the that um, four season solution really um, Dallas Hartwig's the author was what brought this more in my like life last year it was around last year at this time was just the concept of how we don't we are so disconnected from the natural rhythms and and all in nature there are all these natural rhythms and humans resist it right especially in western culture and it's hurts our health it it hurts our mental health it hurts our physical health there's all these things but we keep doing it you know and you talked about it earlier like trying to 
you act at the same level of energy that you have in the summer. And, and so there's all these ways around leaning into the season that, that if you pay attention, it happens naturally. Okay. You kind of, uh, the obvious one is about food, right? We don't, mm. we actually crave stews and, and not salad in the winter for a reason, because that's what food is available mm-hmm. naturally in, in the farming world. And yet we continue to ship ourselves strawberries and have mm. these weird tomatoes that have been artificially you know, ripened. And, and, and if, if you can get back to leaning into a season, not only with regard to food, but with regard to sleeping, it's darker. You actually, it's okay to sleep a little bit longer or you just slow down your evening. You don't need to work into the evening, all these things, not easy to make the change depending on what your work is or anything, but, but we've been talking about that a lot all year, each season, right? There's a different energy. And I noticed this year, different energy, I didn't pick up on this last year because you and I talk a lot about the, the 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 nuance of the day and where your energy fluctuations and people have different levels and everyone's unique. And and I typically have more physical energy in the afternoons, but I noticed in the winter, there's a little bit of a shift. It's a mm. smaller window and it's a little bit earlier than it used to be. And it's very subtle, but it's changed my schedule as much as I can change it. I've adapted to that because I'm paying attention to it. And yeah. I guess that's really what it comes down to is paying attention to how winter affects your energy and not resisting it and not oh. feeling like you have some kind of character flaw because you have a little bit less energy in the winter. We're actually made to have less energy in the winter. And it's been fascinating. I have a lot more to learn about it, um, but but it's been really interesting. Presence. And that's one of our favorite things to talk about is you have mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual energy. And it's not 100% all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It fluctuates. You can't make it up. You can't manufacture it. You cannot. I mean, you can have a soda and get what you feel like is a little bit more physical energy, but you're going to have to pay the price later. You're going to be tired when the sugar crash comes off, right? right? So. Right. Getting to a place where you feel comfortable enough noticing, hey, how's my mental energy first thing in the morning? That was so shocking to me to realize I have great mental energy first thing in the morning because I don't have good physical energy. I've never liked working out first thing in the morning. And I just decided that meant I'm not a morning person. But now I guard that first hour because it really is when my mind is is very, very clear. Well, and then the other Oh, go ahead. No, please go. No, how I just many how many of us judge ourselves like mm-hmm. as being undisciplined or lazy if we don't can't work out when we think we're going to work out. It's like, well, actually that's just not when your natural energy is. It's not about your character or your motivation. Right. There's nothing has gone wrong. (laughs) Well, we had seen, you know, when we were preparing for this last year, the Danish countries tend to have really high happiness levels and they're cold a lot. It's dark and cold, but they have, and I think it's Hugo. Am I saying it right? Yeah. 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 It's the idea of like, well, how do we make this life cozy in the darkness? And it's not as fun to have blankets and candles in the middle of summer. Right. Right. There's something inviting and happy. So the Christmas tree goes away. And then most of us don't have a plan for this winter that is still here. Right. And so um, I went out and bought four battery operated candles and I do like my bath shower night time now in candlelight and it is amazing i've seen a lot of things on TikTok about getting um a little candle for your kitchen and doing the same thing having sort of this warm ambiance at night when you're doing the cleanup and how people are finding that relaxing what little tools and tricks do you have in your life for this winter energy i'm laughing because my family makes fun of me because i i call it night mode where I yeah because we have a lot of dimmable lights and so i get really sensitive about the lights being on higher than I, for me personally, that I want them in the evening. And so when, when it starts to get dark, 
I, I pull shades down. I have the certain dim dimness that I like and, <laughs> and I, I get made fun of and I don't care, but for me, it just fits like the lighting, mm -hmm. um, needs to fit. And so, uh, you know, I've gotten sensitive to that and then I react to it. I'm like, I want a brighter light at this time of day and I want a dimmer light at this time of day. And it just makes me feel more aligned and yeah. Pay attention to that and it can really help with your sense of peace. Yeah. So just noticing that, like, do you want to put some blankets out? Do you want to have yeah. some candlelight um, tea? You and I were talking today with somebody yeah. who was yeah. talking about the practice of just making yourself some tea. So whether it's hot chocolate or tea, but something that you look forward to in the evening that's warm. Mm -hmm. And while the water is warming up, what if you use that time for your breath? For breathing in and then breathing out and you know trying to get to that calm aligned place instead of rushing through that to rush to the next thing sort of like a little practice at night that could be a winter energy gift that you give to yourself um, and we're and so bad at it right um, how long does it take to boil a cup of water <laughs> not very long and yet right. we feel like we need to do something during that time and i'm terrible i'm like oh that's an all into the dishwasher or do some leg exercises or like okay it's only a minute and a half or yeah. two minutes you know, it's a great time to just pause and, right. and breathe. Yeah. yeah, I know, you know, scripture is something that's important to both of us. And I saw this year that there's 30 books in the Bible that take less than 30 minutes to read. Mm -hmm. So even something like that of gifting yourself a warm space that's lit well for you, right, day or night, and maybe like reading through a book of the Bible that's 30 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 30 once minutes a week. Is, you can, we have time for that. Right, right. we would right. hope yeah. our lives have enough space and time for the things that are important to us. So those are just three of the things that we've been talking about in our low and slow equals peacefully productive coaching circle. And the reason we have the podcast is we want to share these tools with you, but we also want to invite you to join us. Ellen, what's the value of being in a Zoom coaching circle? If the information is going to go out in the podcast anyway, any reason why people might want to join a coaching circle? Oh, it's so helpful. And I, I hearing like when you, you, you allow space for people to, you know, present an issue that you can coach them live in front of everybody else. And there's multiple benefits to that, right? Because there's, oh, I'm not the only one, right? Like mm. there's that sense of camaraderie because it may not necessarily be the exact same challenge or problem, but usually something you can relate to. And then it's very interesting being coached versus witnessing mm -hmm. or being there when somebody else is being coached because you get a different perspective and you learn equally from them both and it's mm -hmm. very beneficial and the sense of community that you get mm -hmm. from being in, in a group is um immensely helpful especially yeah there's something so powerful about saying i'm not alone in this yes i'm yeah. not the only one who set an intention january 1st yeah. and i'm still working yeah. towards it but i think the biggest gift you and i have seen through coaching is when you don't actually give up and you keep those small practices small and you take those baby steps forward, you and I have both seen transformative results yeah. in our own life, in the relationships with our adult children and our spouses, and even around our homes for you, your closet, for me, my basement, like these projects that can feel overwhelming when you break them down, yeah. small bites, the right energy matching, you get the results you want. Absolutely worth the intentionality and effort and, and time. You know, it takes, it's not a quick fix. It's not a three-step thing, but it's so unique to each person and, and it takes time and it's so worth it. I wouldn't trade the old version of me for anything. <laughs> and I agree. So that's our encouragement to you today. Go low and slow, create those results you want in a peacefully productive way. Ellen, thank you for being here. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. And for you listening today, we really appreciate you. Find out more by going to kellytibbets.com. That's T-I-B-B-I-T-T-S.com. Ellen and I would love to help you live a vibrant life.
Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for another conversation on how to live a vibrant life in every season. To find out more about Kelly, including how to make her your life coach, visit kellytibbets.com or connect with her on Facebook, Clubhouse, or Instagram.